BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Um, there's things that I've done, many things that I that I do mm-hmm. that aren't going to ever make me any money, but I feel like are successful. I mean, this book that I just wrote, um, well, yeah, I want to talk about it. Oh, by the way, by know, the way, that definition only is for me. It's my neurosis. So everyone yeah. else, like to me, are a huge success if you had- Of course. Yeah. Of course. And all the advice that we give to other people, we never apply to ourselves. Let's talk about your book for a second. Okay. Um, just one second. So ugh, try to- Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Hold it up. And I, 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 it's just the, I, the only reason I have it in front of me is because I do book events from this very space. And you wrote another great book too, a memoir, right? Um, yeah, I loved it so much. You've written it. What was the one where the photo of you on the covers? You're sitting on a bench. That's called "You're Not Doing It Right." Oh, I love that one, and that's about your Thanks. mom when she she came out, right? Um, uh, that's called navel gazing, which is more about my mom. That's right. Okay, so navel gazing is incredible. I would recommend both. Um, and really great stories of how you met your wife and uh, Mm -hmm. both books are incredible. So now you're on to, um, and you've written children's books as well. Mm -hmm. So now you're on to a better man, which what a year for it to come out. How did you, did you plan it that way? (laughs) (laughs) Um, the unfortunate thing about writing about, uh, issues around manhood is that it's timeless. It's evergreen. Um, so I I sort of figured whenever it came out, and, and I actually think it came, it, it was bad, the timing of it just because of the pandemic, but um, I oh, sort of you figured- you know what's funny? I always think like, oh, that's great timing because people have time to sit home and read books, but maybe they're, no, they're, they're because, not No, because people much. weren't, people weren't, in, I mean, no. I mean, I think book sales are up, but yeah. I think people are buying kind of lighter stuff and not a comedian's thoughtful take on issues around masculinity. I don't feel like people <laughs> are like, clamoring for that right now. Can you tell me about the book? I mean, I read it and loved it and I know about it, but you know, for the listener, the viewer, it's a letter to your son. It's literally that. It's literally a comedian's thoughtful (laughs) take on masculinity. It's called The Better Man, a mostly serious letter to my son. And that's what it is. It's a mostly serious letter to my son, Elijah, who was a senior in high school when I was writing it and was turning 18 and was about to leave for college. And I wrote him this book about what I think it means to be a guy in this world. What do you think it means? Like what's one example? What's one piece of advice? Uh, Well, so the first example that came to mind when you asked, because I don't think people think about this particularly, but I think the default setting for masculinity, like at, at its core is terror. I think masculinity is rooted in terror. And mm-hmm. it is the fear of um, not essentially not being enough and having everything taken from you and mm. being defeated and and not having any worth in your tribe. And I think everything springs from that. Every 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 notion of masculinity uh, kind of springs from that. And so the message to my son and to all people, not just men, 
is something that, again, when we talk about advice that we give to others that we don't apply to ourselves, is this. Um, and I mean this. I mean this for him, and I mean it for you and everybody, which is that you are enough. That everybody has a certain. Uh, well, I, I, lately, I've been thinking of it in terms of a song. Like we all sort of play a song, and it's unique to us, mm-hmm. and it's enough. Like it, it contributes something. It contributes something powerful. Um, if you can trust that it's there and that and that you have a voice. Um, and the reason I think of songs is because I was I was thinking about somebody like Bruce Springsteen, who, like a Bruce Springsteen song from thirty years ago, is recognizable as a Bruce Springsteen song compared when you compare it today. Like he's got yeah. a song, and like Jim Gaffigan, like that's a song that he's singing, you know, yeah. and and in and and I feel like all of us sort of have that thing, and you know, all the stories that we tell, no matter what your life is, whether you're a comedian or you're an accountant, whatever it is, like we're all telling a story. Mm-hmm. And the story, I feel like, is the same three chords for all of us. I mean, they're different three chords for all of us, but we right. all have our three chords that we're endlessly repeating and and riffing on. And your job in this life is to just sort of sing your song. Now, that's, that's a corny way to put it, but I think it's true. I think that's great. And I feel like, you know, it's tough because what you're saying is correct, but I would also argue, I'm not arguing you, but I would argue. Sounds that, like you're arguing with me. Oh, and I, I, didn't, I didn't come on your show to be undermined. That seems. <laughs> this is the me- classic man behavior, threatened. <laughs> no, but I, I would say that the uh, the problem with it is that if only everyone could get on that same page, because you know, even saying you are enough sounds inherently right feminine to me. And, and the worst yep. case scenario someone could say is like that's gay, you know. And there was a great book that came out in the '90s. Now, while you were busy running around New York in the '90s, being famous, I was yep. just a young feminist in my apartment in Brooklyn reading very heady books on feminism. And you know, listen, we we did different things. You know, you were busy putting on wigs and outfits, and I was getting to you work were, on gender. Yeah, you were you were studying uh, important things. Yeah, and I was trying to have sex with girls. <laughs> well, I read Susan Faludi's Backlash in 1990. Six or seven. Have you heard of that book? I read it last year when oh, I was did? researching okay. this book. Okay, great. So I, I was going to say that something she talked about that I remember. I mean, it's almost as though you could see the future, the capital storming, the 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 people who cling to Trump, the men that are afraid of being replaced. It's like she was saying, if the women's movement wants to not implode, we've got to soothe the men that they're not being replaced they're being the we're helping ease the burden you know of they don't have to do all this like hey 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 and and i think that's inherently the male um glitch or or trauma or or conflict which is you don't have to shoulder all this and yet if they don't what's their identity and well, it's hard to carve right, you just identified it yeah, it's hard to carve a new identity as a man when not every man is on the same page. So your mm-hmm. son, even you, going through the world, what kind of men are you going to run into? What kind of women are you going to run into that, you know, may not respond to that? They may not like, you know, there's still women that are trained to want this caveman shit. You know, it's just a difficult, it's difficult. Like we're in a real growing, in our lifetime, we're probably not going to see everyone get on the same page about this. Right. But I bet eventually it will It'll be beautiful, but we'll be dead. But 
you know. Oh, long dead. But yeah. I don't think of it like that. Like, I don't think I don't think there's an end point to this conversation. I don't think there's I don't think it's like one day we wake up and it's like there's parity between the sexes and everybody's like getting along. And like, I think I think these conflicts, if they're not between like male, female, I mean, male roles and female roles, like they're going to be they're going to be between something. There's always going to be friction rubbing mm-hmm. up about something. And I think what you were relating about uh, backlash is right. Like men's identities are so deeply entwined with the idea of protecting and providing. Yeah. Um, when women started entering, well, you know, when women got the vote and then they started entering the workforce a few decades later in big numbers, like a lot of men felt, I think, understandably threatened because the central pillar of their identity, the provide for, Mm-hmm. Um, which is so in, in intertwined with the protecting part of it, they felt like you know somebody was knocking up against that, and it could threaten like it, their their very their very real sense of self, because if yeah. if they're not needed to provide, what is our purpose? Like, what are we here for? If we're not here to like provide, and you know, my argument in this book is we're not. Our role is to provide and protect, but so women's role can also be to pr- provide and protect. Yeah, and women's yeah. women's role is to uh, nurture and nourish, but men's roles can also be to nurture and to nourish. Like women have done a great job of expanding who they are over the last half century, and as a culture, like we've got we've we've I think for the most part sort of been like, yeah, like women can do all these things and should do all these things, and men have sort of been stuck in the same place. And yeah. all I'm saying, and all, my only argument in this book is, let's do the same work for men that we've done for women. Let's open the culture f- for men in the same way that we've opened it we for women. To. We, we have, have to. We have to. Because it's killing it's us. Get, it, it's literally killing men, women. Um, and it's also just like, I want to just shake everyone that's afraid of it and go, God, you're going to have so much more fun when you when you let down this fear yeah. and, and open yourself up to, to things. And, I mean, And you are the expert on fun. Like, that's your thing. <laughs> That's my, yeah. Your well, thing is fun. 